You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. About sports, but I'm going to give you some profound life advice right now. Do not touch the kava hot sauce and then rub your eye. I'm not tearing up because your points on the radio are that good. Uh, <laughs> our producer Linnell is losing it back there. Well, at least you're not uh, tearing up because of my breath or something. No, been a lot worse. no. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you know, and and you could take this advice with you everywhere, everywhere you go. Don't don't do it. That is, you know what? That's a good yearbook quote. I think, if nothing else. Like, Thank you. you know, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. That my eye is very red. I didn't want you to think I was I was so emotionally impacted by your opinion I, on Daniel Snyder. I figured it was because spring training may not happen, and this is a, a crushing moment for any for for a major league uh, baseball national uh, writer like yourself. It is a crushing moment. I told my editor today I'm still going to go to Arizona if I go, and there are no players. Is it still a work trip? I th- I, absolutely. You can just interview the locals. Hey, the, the local community that is not, you know, they, there's an economic downturn because they're not, the, the Major League Baseball is not there. Look how they're affecting the little person. True. Mom and pop, whatever it may be, 100%. You can go, by the way, like this is, let's let's be clear. We're talking about the, the, the sport as a whole, the fan base or whatever. For reporters, especially reporters who live in northern cities, the idea of going to Florida or Arizona in February is the is what we're is a huge component of this. It is part of the, your what you do, but also it's a. I would think so. Like it's the best part of the job, right? You guys are lucky. The the two off season places that I get to go to, if I go, the Senior Bowl is in Mobile, Alabama, and the Combine is in Indianapolis. What? I, at least the Super Bowl was in L.A. Although that 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 changes every year. Yeah, no, we completely lose out. I was wearing winter coat down in Mobile, and it's Mobile. No offense, it was a, it's a fine place, but yeah. not 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 much True. happening there. No, it's and that caller we had earlier, and you know we're we're talking about this all night. By the way, do you care um, that baseball is officially delayed spring training? Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. He mentioned, you know, he's right. These spring training stadiums are packed. Yankee Stadium, like the Tampa version down there, packed. I mean, Clearwater Beach, beautiful area where the Phillies are. I mean, even where the Orioles train, like Siesta Key. I mean, the best part of my job when I was on a team, Ben, and I had to go for all six weeks, was knowing that right around now, I was done with the winter. I wasn't coming back till opening day. And maybe opening day is a little chilly, but by then you're through of the harshness of winter. And you're tan, and you've been watching baseball for weeks, and... Again, everyone's always in a good mood. It was the best part of my job. It's still the best part of my job. And if I go to Arizona and no one's there, I think I should just drive around to these camps, Ben, and take photos of myself with empty stadiums. Be like, Giants camp today. And then maybe my editor will think I'm working. Can you get one of those, like, you know, those, like, uh, cardboard cutouts of, like, maybe it's, you know, of Juan Soto or Bryce Harper or whoever <laughs> and take it around with you? Or, like, if you get one for each of the teams that you're supposed to be at, hey, I'm at Orioles uh, spring training. Here's... Me and Trey Mancini, but it's just the cardboard cutout. I that would be a good uh, that'd be a good bit. That would be actually that's pretty amazing. You're right. Speaking of Juan Soto, the 350 million dollars seems like a lot of money, except it's not. He's going to make probably a number that starts with five, 
And while I think the Nationals offering 350 was good, it wasn't like a low ball, like the Houston Astros kind of low ball insulted Carlos Correa with 160 million. And when you start off with like a low ball offer, Ben, it's like it's like any other job, right? If you start out and your job lowballs you, you feel it you take it personally. You feel like, wow, they don't value me at all. So I think that the Nationals offer, at least with no deferred money, which is a big deal for the Lerner family, was at least like, hey, Juan, we're serious about wanting to keep you. It wasn't like an insult. It was a good starting point for negotiations. But again, you got to come up at least another $100 million, probably more, to really get into that serious ground. And I don't see Scott Boris, who's Juan Soto's agent, deciding to forgo free agency because there's going to just be so many teams that want to add a Juan Soto no matter the cost. I I deal with plenty of agents in the NFL, have in the NBA as well. And obviously there's some tough ones out there and, and so on. But it feels like Scott Boris is in a category unto himself. If you have a Scott Boris client on your team, you know you're coming in for a hurt. He's just going to sit there and wait. I mean, you're telling me that like you don't want to feel disrespected by your boss or by your company because they offered you something a salary that's not doesn't represent what you think you're worth. Three hundred and fifty million dollars, and and uh, I mean I get it. If you if you think you can get five hundred million, well then I guess that's a, a a not not a fair offer. But at the same point, uh, wow. And it just feels like Scott Boris. Maybe I'm wrong, but it is. It feels like it's a Scott Boris world, and everybody else is not necessarily playing uh, by those rules. There's there's no equivalent to him as far as I can think I was in, gonna base, ask. in football or the NBA. That's crazy. Um, well, also, baseball has no salary cap. So I think yes. you can create that super agent that continuously gives these record deals out because you don't have the cap issue. Right. In the NBA, I mean, like like Bradley Beal is in the mix to get a max contract next year. He'll get if he signs it a five year deal, he'll get he'll be the highest paid player in the league. We already know what it is. So there's no real negotiation there and then the NFL without the guaranteed money uh you know not the fully guaranteed salaries at least it is a little bit different so you're right it's not exactly uh an apples to apples comparison but nonetheless Scott Boris is uh is is onto uh is onto himself um we have more to talk about with Juan Soto so I don't want to get into too much but I guess I am really curious is where you think this goes you mentioned the no deferred money I thought that was significant because to me that's been a huge the learners could you know buy out Dan Snyder and a bunch of other people and to deferred money? I'm like, come on, really? Do better, you know, do better than that. Um, so that was notable, but at the same time, they've already lost a few other people uh because of money. You would think that they don't want to lose another one. Yeah, and see, here's the reason why like 350 sounds like a lot, but it's really not when you divide it by like the number of years that they're offering, right? We're talking This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. About a significantly long time. And then you look at the league and you look at like players like Max Scherzer um, and just the maximum amount of money that some of these guys are making. Max signed three years, $130 million. So that's what, 42, 43 million a year? So that already exists as an AAV in baseball. A guy can make over $40 million a year. And you're telling me that you want to pay Juan Soto less than that when he's younger and he plays every day? It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if, no, you, if you do it out like that, it, it it's not crazy at all to pay Juan Soto $500 million for 12 years or 13 years. It's not at all. I mean, honestly, paying him that 350 over that span is a deal. It's a bargain. Yeah. By the way, you know who hopes Dan Snyder doesn't lose his gig? The learners. And I would probably say Ted Leonsis too, because when you, what the conversations we have about those ownerships, you, it, no matter what is said, it's always like, well, it could be worse. It's not Dan Snyder. Always. I mean, the, it feels like the learners should get so much more heat. I mean, look, they did just win a World Series not that long ago. So I'm not going to discount that. And they have paid for some players. But the idea of like, you have this talent. And then you let it go. I mean, I, whether they should have kept Bryce Harper's on the story, he did just win the MVP last time I checked, and maybe he wasn't worth that deal. But like, you know, what are you doing here? Just let him go, right? He just walked. Huh. Yeah. Well, I think the pressure is on the learners to keep a position player because they have shown that they go spend on pitching, but they let Harper go, they let Rendon go, and I think you look at all this and you can make cases for it. Like they let Harper go because they knew what they had in Soto. Right. And, you know, with Rendon, they were like, well, we have to pick him or Strasburg and they picked Strasburg. So there's really no excuse though for letting Juan Soto go. And I think they really can't afford organizationally to continue to let these, you know, generational position players go. And I think we can also make the case that Juan Soto of those three guys is the best guy. Um, he's the best guy to have around. He's the best guy in the clubhouse and he's probably the most talented guy as well. Um, so I think, yeah, why don't you back up the truck? And you're right. Uh, you know, no, I think no ownership is perfect. It's hard to say. Me coming from Baltimore, covering the Angeloses, um, obviously a much worse ownership situation in terms of spending than what goes on here in D.C. I think the Nationals are usually among the top spenders. But again, you have to prove that they care about more than just giving money to starting pitchers because Steven Strasburg's contract is an albatross and it could weigh this organization down for years. And I don't think anybody would feel that way about a Juan Soto contract. 100%. I, I, I think it's fascinating. I do have a different question for you. Is there a different way to structure the money to get Soto what he wants and maybe not put the team on the hook for a dozen years? Because that does seem like an insane amount of money. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Dan Snyder, the Washington football team. Oh, sorry, the Washington Commanders. I'll never get that right. You can call us, 800-636-1067. We'll take your calls on the other side. Here on Overtime, 106.7 The Fan.
Welcome back to Overtime on 106.7. The fan, Ben Standig here, Brick Yoli here. We both write for The Athletic, but we are talking on 106.7 The Fan until 9 o'clock. We have talked a ton about the latest involving the investigation into Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders, the latest from the NFL. An investigation will be happening, and findings will be made public. We will see what goes on there. We've also been talking about in the last segment Juan Soto's contract, where this thing goes, the the luxury of turning down $350 million because that number feels like a snub. I would love to feel like that one day, Britt. I mean, I, I feel like that when I hear what, you know, when, when I know how what goes on with the Britt Giroli, uh payroll. She's on this TV show and that TV show. <laughs> I feel like I got I to gotta catch up. But all right, it is what it is. Um, we also want to take your calls here. And I think, did you tell me, Britt, that somebody actually wants to talk a little uh, baseball? Yeah, we got Chris in Damascus. You want to bring him on? Let's do it. Talk a little MLB. Go Hi, for it. Hi, Britt. Nice to Yeah, I don't know if you remember me. That's okay. Whenever I hear baseball or you and... And, um, yeah, I know you're going to baseball, right? Red Sox at first, but bar from Boston anyway. But, um, yeah, even you being, if you would have been down, when were pitchers and catchers? Was that maybe yesterday or Wednesday should have been? This past week, teams kind of varied. There's a couple days that teams can report. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, it was this past week. Yeah, and then probably we hear a few things on the radio and reports. I'm right, yeah, I missed it because it just burns out, it kind of hurries up the end of winter, more or less. And just hearing someone talk about it, just hearing you tonight say how warm, <laughs> just how nice it is down there just gets me in a better mood. And, I, yeah, I certainly miss it. And I was in a 15-minute meeting today. That's not anything to be positive about now, is it? No, and, you know, it. The, they did say that MLB and the players are all going to fly down to Florida. They're going to meet pretty much every day next week, starting should. Monday. So they should. So they should. As they Very should, good. right. Should have done um, this a month ago, but yes. And also, and then, and so do I. I got, I got all that information. However, I understood, or I was to understand that um, this offer was made before the lockout, correct, and rejected, and and but it just turned came to light recently, and um, I heard also, yeah, no deferred money. That was an encouraging sign, but. Um, but then I also heard it was someone co- uh, quoted Soto as saying he was told by Boros just to go year by year until he's a free agent. That's what he recommended. That's what, did you hear that as well? Yeah, it was all in that same article, um, ESPN, uh, who had it. And, yeah, I mean, like I was saying last segment, I don't think Juan Soto is going to take any kind of deal right now this close to free agency. Um, I think that it was kind of a nice starting point, but it was never anything – that was going to be right. taken seriously by Scott Boris or Juan Soto. Okay, and then and then I don't know if this makes. Sense. And so last year, well, yeah, last year for instance, because there is a little imbalance still in baseball. Like I mean, the Dodgers, for heaven's sake, I don't know how many millions they went over the uh, luxury tax threshold, and and Yankees are still in the same thing. And I, I mean, you kids are very difficult. And I still don't know how the A's and Tampa Rays are doing it, but. It, it, it's something, though. They, but if you get close like them, they can afford that crud. And I mean, the money. I don't think so. That we can. I don't think the Lauren, you know, compete with that in a way. And and look at Strasburg. We had to keep sign him. And it was, if it was him and Rundown, I think they did. They picked the right one. But you could show. You had to show good face somewhere. And I think. And he was the MVP of the World Series. And I just think. Anyway, my brain's racing on all that baseball stuff. I'm just trying to stay optimistic. It's very nice to hear you talk. Oh, and you mentioned something about you have you on TV as well. 
Uh, ben did, yes. I, I do do some TV stuff as well. But it is nice to talk about baseball and, and feel warm again. I think that's well, what people miss. Well, well, the announcer you'll be in channels, and I'll be looking for you, and uh, <laughs> you do do TV. That's Thank you. All right, well, you have a good show here this evening, and I'll be listening out for you. Thank you very much for taking my call. All right, thanks for the call, Chris. We really appreciate it. See, yeah. Ben, people want to hear spring training talk, even if there's no spring training. No, they they want to feel warm. No, what they really want to know is hear Britt Giroli. This is why you're the queen of all media. They want to know what you're doing. All Look, I just, I don't know if you just saw, I just tweeted out our, the phone number here for people, other people to call in. Uh, and I said, look, we talk about all the teams, but I also said Britt Giroli's TV habits or workout regimen. There's a lot going on that people want to know. Look, I want to know too, but like, you know, I, I, I don't want to monopolize the time. People have the, have the right to call it. I, I have a, I have an actual baseball question. Did I hear this correct? Are they, did they officially announce that the pitchers are no longer hitting its DH on both leagues? Yes. That, well, the, the CBA hasn't actually been agreed upon, but it is going to be in the new CBA. Yes. Can't stand this. And I get that it makes me a thousand years old. Yeah. Old men yelling but at cloud. I just think like from a, like, I feel like baseball with, and look, I'm an AL kid. I grew up as an Orioles guy. So like, I never was like the, that was not my league, you know, from Ken Singleton to where we are now, that was my thing. But from a strategy standpoint, I feel like baseball has morphed into the way the NBA is a little bit with the three point shot. It used to be that different teams did different stuff, but now everybody kind of has the same plan swing for the fences. And that's, and don't worry about it if you strike out at least the pitcher hitting gave some strategic aspect of, to it too. You know, it's the sixth inning. You know, there's two runners on a scoring position. You're down two runs. Your starter's still going. He hasn't given, he has not pitched a ton. What do you do? He's up at the plate. You got to make a call. Now, I, I just think you're taking away like the one or like one of the bigger strategic components that was left. Now it's out. I, yeah. I get it. I'm old. I don't like it. No, I, I agree with that theory. I think managers make so few in-game decisions that you can judge them by, and that's one of them. Um, a lot of the games now are so scripted out, even the bullpen usage, and that's one of those things that you can't script out in advance quite so much. So I agree there. However, watching pitchers hit has been painful for a long time, sure. and that part I don't really enjoy. This does, on one hand, open up more jobs, right, because now you have DH jobs for guys. So I think from the player's side, it is kind of a good thing. Uh, but, yeah, the the homer-happy, strikeout-heavy league, that needs to be fixed, and it's not going to be fixed in this new CBA at all. And Chris brought up a couple interesting points, one of them about Soto, and, yes, they are not going to be able to sign him before he hits free agency. If they If they do re-sign him, it's going to be because they are able to outbid everyone else. That's the way Scott Boris works. But he mentioned the luxury tax, and he's right, you know, the Dodgers have blown past it in the past. The Yankees now we operate in a world where the Yankees are afraid to go over the luxury tax. So baseball people say, oh, it doesn't have a salary cap. It's not the NFL. It does. It has a soft salary cap. That luxury tax functions as a soft salary cap. Owners don't want to go over it because they get penalized in money. It costs them draft picks. And again, this is an easy thing to say as, oh, we have to stay out of the luxury tax. It's better for our organization. You know, and owners get to save money. So that is another key thing that's being fought over here is players want to raise that luxury tax up and owners want to keep it as the status quo. Because as you said off air, what if they offered Juan Soto, what was it, a $50 million? No, I guess if the, if the, if, if the I don't know why the learners are, seemingly be low-balling some of their players, not just Soto, but other guys that let go. 
I don't know if the issue is the years or the total money. So why not just make say, well, here, whatever the the money, the, the salary is, we'll give you fifty million a year, but for four or five years. Right. And you're saying that from a luxury tax perspective, like that would not just. How do you feel a good enough team? That with what Patrick Corbin is making, what Steven Strasburg is making, and all of a sudden you can't surround your team with anyone else. You just have a bunch of guys on the minimum now, right? So, hey, we have Juan Soto here in D.C. We extended him. He's going to be here a couple more years, and the team's going to be terrible, right? So it's that fine line of, and I've said to people this before, and I wonder what you think about this, Ben. If I told you they could keep Juan Soto for 12 years, but they're not going to be good, would you still take it? 12 years is a long time. I know, time. but they're not going to be good that, that, for, like, let's say, let's say most mitzvah. of the tenure, they're not going to be good. They're not going to be competitive because his contract weighs them down. Now, I don't know if this is true, but it is something to think about. If they do hand out $500 million to him and they win the Juan Soto sweepstakes, he's great, but he's also one player. You know, you, yeah. you see Mike Trout in Anaheim. Where has that gotten them? Nowhere. Well, right? and, you, and you see this play out in the NFL when the Seattle Seahawks were thriving under the initial era, uh, under the initial part of the Russell Wilson era. Part of that was he was on a rookie contract, but once he got paid, and that meant they could spend a lot of money on other positions. Once he got paid the real money, they have slowly started to deteriorate because you start losing different players here and there, and then all of a sudden he's still very good and you're in the mix, but now you've lost some assets and and you can't, you're not competing consistently where you were. So it's not the exact same thing, but yeah, that. It's a big question. I there's something to be said for having the nice, bright, shiny object to always know that exists, but at the same point, you would like to win. Exactly. And you know, let's go to let's go to the phone lines here. We got a couple calls. We got Pat from Alexandria wants to talk a little baseball as well. Uh, Pat, what's up? You're on with uh, Britt and Ben. Hey guys. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you, in '94, I was doing some stringer work for a local radio station, and uh, on uh, August 12th. I was at Orioles Park, and um, the day that the, uh, the, the the Major League Baseball players went on strike, and to be in the Orioles locker room um, at that time for me, first of all, August twelfth was my was my birthday, and um, I'm walking around and I'm seeing the guys are putting on strike shirts, and they were adamant. They said, "Man, we're going on strike." Uh, Cal was just shaking his head. All the guys were just resigned. They didn't think it was going to last that long. And look what happened back then. You know, fast forward to today. You know, it's one of those things where you and everybody knew that there was an impasse between Major League Baseball players and the Alumni Association. So my question is always is that, you know, why didn't they at least, you would think, come to some kind of agreement maybe a lot sooner then all of a sudden it starts trundling where dates are affected. And Major League Baseball says, well, spring training's affected, opening day may be affected. And and my point is, and I want to get your opinion, is that I feel like Major League Baseball kind of just buries themselves so that fans get disgusted. And then it takes them a couple of years before fans forget about it, and then something else happens. Well, what do you think? Yes. Yeah. Ben had this exact point because he said, what did you say about the NFL? Well, they're very good. They know you're addicted to their product and they make sure you, they don't let you get weaned off it by being absent. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And and you're right. First off, I want to say that the owners locked out the players. That's an important distinction. And then did not agree to meet with the players for 40 days. So what were they doing during that time? Right. I think when you look at this, 
They should have been negotiating during this time. They should have said, hey, let's not let it get this far. But unfortunately, with negotiations and with the league, they have constantly proven that if they could just wait to the last minute, that the players might fold. And that's what's happened the last two CBAs. And that is why the players have felt like they've given so much and not gotten anything in return. And now you're at a point where the players want to dig in and the owners are like, well, if we keep waiting, the players are going to fold. So now we are stuck here in a really bad spot for the sport. And you're right. I think they are going to lose fans if they miss games. I think people are upset, rightfully so. And they want to know why this hasn't been worked out sooner. And people just don't have a whole lot of patience for people making a lot of money fighting over money. I could not agree more, but we've got more time to go here. We want to hear more from you. You give us a call, 800-636-1067. You want to talk Nats, Juan Soto. We can talk about the commanders in terms of, hey, the actual roster, whatever you want to do. Give us a call on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Ben Standig, Britt Rolly here. We're with you until 9 o'clock. We've been talking the Washington Commanders and the latest with the Dan Snyder situation. We've been talking Juan Soto's contract and the Major League Baseball uh, just can't get their act together when it comes to spring. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Training, and we want more of your calls, 800-636-1067. Fan, I know we have a call on hold. I just want to say just really quickly, I tweeted out a few minutes ago that um, just that, that we want you to take our calls. And Britt Giroli does what she always does. She doesn't retweet the, 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 the tweet, even though that would help because, one, she's the baseball person. All the baseball people, how many followers do you have right now? Wow. You, I you, didn't know this was going to escalate. You have 50, over 59,000 followers. People wanted to hear from Britt, talk to Britt. No, she likes the tweet. By the way, it's not just this, all my tweets. Britt's a liker, not a retweeter. Just pointing this out, you know. Wow. Am I wrong on this? Wow. Did you, did you, yeah, I'm more of a lurker. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, but lurker. this is even, I get like you want to like my story on Taylor Heineke. That, that's fine. You don't need to, you don't need to flood your timeline with nonsense. I get that. This is helping both of our cause. Wow. You like the tweet. I just point this out. Well, well now I can't retweet it because you shamed me. Right. It's just going to look like that. That's fair enough. Wow. All right, who do we got? We got Chris from Hyatt still wants yes. to talk a little baseball. Who wants to talk baseball? There you go. And See, not shame me the, for my Twitter the people, feed. The people want to hear from Britt Giroli, as do I. Chris, <laughs> what you uh, got for Ben and Britt? Yeah. Uh, Brent, it's great to talk to someone who really knows baseball. I mean, I, I consider Grant a, a baseball person, too, but not someone who covers it day in and day out the way you do. So thanks for just being on the air. Um, I know this is a 
commander's town, but there are diehard baseball fans like me. Um, I wanted to ask you some questions about the finances of the sport. Um, as far as I know, Major League Baseball attendance is declined. National television ratings are poor compared to your average run-of-the-mill Jaguars f- football game. Um, there are a few markets that have either a really great stadium or a winning team that can draw and, and spend like heavy, but baseball player salaries are astronomical relative to the revenues of the sport. I mean, Juan Soto just turned down a contract that would have made him one of the top, I think, six players in all of North America. But most people outside of diehard baseball fans in America don't even know who Juan Soto is. I mean, his Q rating as any baseball rate player is really low, except for maybe, you know, Bryce Harper. Uh, So my question is, how is it that the teams are able to afford these really what I think to be just quite ridiculous salaries given the state of the sport. And is this a long-term problem for the league? Because what I'm seeing happening is the rest of the league, maybe 25 some odd teams are just becoming minor league affiliates of the Yankees, Cubs, Red Sox, Dodgers, and so on. The Orioles fan here concurs with that last statement. So that's, so, so thanks for the call. It's a great question. Um, a couple things. First, you are right. Attendance is down. However, TV money is up, which is all baseball cares about. Baseball playoff games start at 8 p.m. And even the Super Bowl, all the NFL games were over by 10 o'clock, I think 1030. Um, baseball purposely has these games as late as possible to get maximum TV revenue. It's all about the TV money to them, which I think personally is short-sighted. I think you have to grow your fan base to grow your product long-term, but they had $10 billion in profits last year. So the profits is not a problem. It is incredibly profitable to own a baseball team. And in fact, there are more tax loopholes, which are what the richest of the rich really care about. It's not making money. It's how much money can they write off in losses year after year. Uh, Baseball has exemptions. They have antitrust laws from, from Congress where they don't have to pay minimum wage so they're minor leaguers. Um, there's all kinds of loopholes in baseball and owning a baseball team that don't exist anywhere else solely because baseball has been around for that long. So, yes, the contracts are getting out of hand for that top 1%, uh, but the sport of baseball continues to just be insanely profitable even as attendance declines, even as we sit here and say, well, Ben used to be a diehard fan. Now he's really not anymore uh, because the sport continues to get bigger, bigger contracts for TV. And they're also looking at expanding the playoffs, which would be even more money. Again, is it short-sighted money? I think so. But right now the profits are just not a problem at all. Uh, We got another baseball call. I think it's White in Waldorf. Wants to talk a little baseball with us as well. Look at Ben. Ben Ben was... Ben was all excited to talk football. All anyone wants to talk about is baseball. I love it. <laughs> I told you, break your role easy. That's why you should be retweeting what I'm tweeting out. <laughs> Gosh, what's up? Well, first of all, I'm a big New York Yankee fan, and I'm trying to figure out what the Yankees are doing. You also mentioned about Trout. Trout is from New Jersey, and when he went to Anaheim, I understand that. But if he wouldn't have signed that extension, he could have came back to New York where his home base is and done well. 
The other thing that you were talking about baseball is true. The playoffs come on too late in extended and extended um, trying to extend the season. I mean, when you're trying to have your kids go to the game, you can't go there at seven o'clock at night. I mean, if you go like four in the afternoon, like when I was growing up, you could go catch a baseball game four o'clock in the afternoon and still be home by seven or eight. And baseball, I think, is taking advantage of that. I mean, games at seven o'clock at night. Then you're talking about eleven time you get home and your kids. I mean, you know, unless you go to a Saturday game. And some of us, you know, try to go during the week. But I just want to hear your comment about the Yankees. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of Aaron Boone. And I'm, I'm hoping that they can finally get their act together because I've been I've been on the team since 1970 something. So I've gone through the highs and lows of, you know, Steinbrenner and the whole family and everything else. So I just want to hear your comments. Yeah, well, thanks for the call. And, um, you know, I think I'm not a huge fan of Aaron Boone as well. And I know um, there was internally some discussion before they extended him about going elsewhere with him. I think the Yankees are going to have to, when this lockout ends, make a huge impact move, whether that's Trevor Story or Carlos Correa, uh, maybe even Freddie Freeman. But they haven't spent any money, and they have not won a World Series since 2009, which is a lifetime if oh, you're a Yankees fan. What a shame. When what? you look at the dynasty of the 90s and what they were able to accomplish, and like people grew up rooting for the Yankees because of those teams, and they haven't had that success. And I think they have to go out and make an impact move to be able to continue to compete because right now it seems like New York will be a Mets town. They got Buck, they got Max Scherzer, they got Jacob DeGrom. Um, and, you know, maybe if Trout had stayed in New York, he'd be a bigger name, but he would have won just as many titles because bada bing, there's no titles in New York lately, Ben. So, you know, I do think that the Yankees have a little bit of a window, but they're old and that worries me. Um, they have a really great lineup, but they don't ever stay on the field. And baseball's way too many games for that kind of stuff. I have an Aaron Boone story to tell you. Oh, it has to do with my kitchen. We'll do that when we come back on 1067 <laughs> The Fan. What a tease! Welcome back, Richaroli. Ben Standing, if you caught us last segment, our nutrition show is over. We are going to segue back to sports because Ben has some hot takes that he wants to give everybody on Georgetown and the Hoyas and what they're doing. He's been blasting them off air, as has Linnell, our producer, and I would like them to put their money where their mouth is and give these takes to everybody so that we can all enjoy them and we can all laugh with you together. Sure. Well, you know, first off, when you say blasting, I just want to be clear, it isn't without justification. Linnell, um, you you deal with this team as well. Their current record, correct me if I'm wrong, over overall six and nineteen as an overall record, and you think to yourself, okay, well, at least they won six games. In the conference, a conference that they used to dominate, a conference that with Patrick Ewing as a player, Alonzo Mourning, Allen Iverson, they either would win the conference, be among the contenders. Georgetown was effectively the face of the Big East. Linnell, would you like to tell the people what their current conference record is right now? Well, it's been a lot of losses in a row, so I may be a game off, but I believe they're 0-15 in the Big East. Yeah, I I believe you're right. Actually, the, what I'm looking at says 0-14, but I thought it was 0-15. The key number is the O. Oh, exactly. the, the, they have not won a game in conference play. And just to be clear, it's not like they're plucky. It's not like they're young. It's not like they're like, well, they're close. No, they're getting blown out of every game by double digits. And as somebody pointed out to me earlier, 
and uh, you may have the more updated number, they are uh, playing tomorrow. Uh, wait, they're playing tomorrow at Villanova. Wait, somebody told me this was a home game. I, that might be wrong. They're at Villanova. What's the line on this game? They are 20-point dogs for tomorrow. Right. Now, Villanova's really good, but, like, it is embarrassing what is going on here. Like, we if 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 the if the, all this commander stuff wasn't happening and we could just have you know, in sports it was like the world was more normal we went to the conversation of hey Georgetown used to be a huge college basketball team sure. a huge part of this community i always used to say however that Georgetown is sort of like a um an embassy on a us embassy on foreign soil like it technically exists but really it's a very it's it's its own space it doesn't really have a lot of tentacles into the community and that's become even more apparent when they lose cuz nobody goes to the games anymore like at all even this segment discussing it i guarantee i hate to say this sorry to our program director if you're listening but like people are like Georgetown why, why? no we don't want to hear about them they're not even remotely interesting but here's the real problem brit Teams have bad stretches. The Nats may have one of those years this year. The Commanders, just in terms of football, bad down years, the Orioles. Come on. The problem is that generally, at some point, all those places recognize there's a problem. Georgetown still thinks it's 1985, that they are still the kings of the hill. And they don't recognize they've got to change things, not just in terms of, like, they actually have some talent. They have this kid, Aminu Muhammad, who's a five-star player. Pretty good. They've got some other guys on the team that like have some talent, but fundamentally they do not understand what is going on over here. And it is a huge problem because you can't, you can't solve a problem until you admit you have one. And I don't think, I don't know what, how they're going to get out of it. It is unbelievably miserable to, now I've been to a game. So let me be fair about that. I don't cover them anymore the way that I did for many, many years, but whew, from the, just watching it and talking to people, it is not a fun experience on any level. Yeah, Ben, I, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse or like try to pile on the team because I'm, I'm a fan at the end of the day. I disagree with you. I don't think they have the talent. And that's that's the problem. And that's my whole issue from the athletic department down. You bring in Patrick Ewing to be your head coach, the nostalgia, arguably one of the best players in the history of the program. And you're still losing out on the big time recruits in your own backyard. Guys like Jordan Hawkins, who's thriving at UConn, a freshman, uh, went to DeMath. Uh, a guy, uh, Jared Bynum, came and lit him up. Went to Georgetown Prep, literally your feeder program into your college. Why have this big name as the coach, and he doesn't really have a lot of experience, if he's not going to be boots on the ground recruiting these kids in your backyard? Because the DMV is the mecca of basketball. They should sure. be swooping all these kids. And, and I don't I, I don't pay enough attention anymore to recruiting. But like I said, they do have a meeting Muhammad, who's a five-star recruit. They have Ryan Matumbo, Dikembe's kid, a four-star recruit. That was a huge hype for – that was the big get for Georgetown for years. Is Ryan Matumbo going to come here? He did. And look, recently in the NBA, when you – well, Ryan Matumbo hasn't even played much this year. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's raw. I don't think he's that good. Like, well, I, and I always tell people, I don't ever want to hear what the recruiting number is. I need to see the guy play because the recruiting lists, at the tippy top, they generally get it right, like the guys who will be the top two or three picks in the draft. Anybody else I need to see. And and I, I can see the Matumbo thing, but he's a raw player. He's probably not completely ready. Um, But, like, the other – when the NBA had its uh, big uh, – the COVID spike recently during this season and they were bringing up players from, like, any part of the globe to come play, all of a sudden a lot of former Georgetown guys were getting into the league. Mac McClung got in. Omir Yurtseven is playing some real minutes for the Miami Heat. 
And the point to mention that is, if you're on that close to the league, you've got some talent. But in the case of McClung, he bounced for wh- whatever the reason. They had James Akinjo, who currently is playing for Baylor, right? A bit more, if they're not number one, they're right there at the top of the country. He left. Uh, your Tevin was good, but he left after a year. The, whole, the the there's no structure to what is happening here. And my, my here's my real problem: people want Patrick Ewing, they want a coaching change. Again, the record is zero and whatever, reasonable, right? The problem is that even if they do that, all the people who work there, and look, I know these people, I'm friends with some of these people. I don't want anybody to lose their job, but you, they're institutionalized. They don't understand that the world is different and they can't keep doing the same thing. They needed to tell Patrick Ewing, look, we're happy to have you come in here and, 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 and take over this program, but here's how you need to do things. Instead, he came in here the first year here, they had the worst non-conference schedule that literally anybody has ever seen in forever. Like they don't fundamentally get it. And it is really frustrating. I say this as somebody that grew up invested in this team. It, to see where it is now, it is incredibly frustrating. And I know a lot, I'm speaking mostly for a lot of the fans out there who still are emotionally invested. Not fun. That was my that was my Hoya rant. Wow, I liked it. Slash I, TED Talk. Thanks I, for listening. I really enjoyed the two of you. I think we should do it a little like last minute, last segment rant more often. It was it was good. A lot of pent up aggression. Oh, there's a lot of pent up stuff going on over here, Britt. Uh, don't don't even get me started. This is this is you know that's just typically between me and my DoorDash person, but you know I, I'll, I'm glad I could share a little bit on air. Yeah. Well, the La- big- last comment. I, I don't want to take you guys' airtime here. Can we bring back snack wraps from McDonald's? That is the last thing I want to rant about. Wow. Okay, different. Well, I'm different a big snack wrap right. guy. All right, I like it. You know what? Um, we're here on Monday. We should do a rant. We'll do a rant segment. We are here on Monday again on 106.7. We are here from 9 to s- nine, 9 to 6. From 6 to 9, 9 to 6. Whoa, that would be a segment. That would be a, um, that would be a show. Overnight with Ben and Britt. Um, now we are here from 6 to 9. We can do a rant. I have a McDonald's story that I'm not sure I'm willing to share with people publicly, but if we remember this, and you uh, maybe. But, like, uh, yeah, I'm interested in, in that. Oh, look, Britt, this was fun. It's been a minute since we got together. I'm excited to talk on Monday. Guess what we're going to talk about on Monday? Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, I'm Dan Snyder. Bet the commanders might be still in the news. Now, maybe there won't be anything new, but this story is going not going away. And it is the biggest story in town and, and one of the biggest stories in sports because it just is. Never I, goes away. It never goes away. Maybe we can actually talk about the football team. We did talk a little bit with our guest, Stephen Holder, and many thanks to him for coming on. I, I do think Carson Wentz could potentially be a guy that Washington looks at because they're going to have to look at any veteran that's available. That would be another uninspiring call, but nonetheless, somebody to consider. Maybe we can talk, I don't know, actual football stuff. And like, I didn't even get to ask you if the Nats actually going to, can they be good this year? We didn't even get into that. No, let's do it. We'll do it on Monday. Hopefully, uh, if you're listening, you'll join us again. We'll get into these sports. This has been a blast as usual. I want to thank Linnell and of course, Ben for joining me as well. And thanks everyone for listening and calling in. This was a uh, Ben and Britt, the killer bees. Yeah. Although come on, p- commanders people. Where you kind of let me down on the phone lines. I'm just going to say, I'm glad people calling for Brit Monday. Push it harder, guys. Let's go. All right. All right, guys. We'll have a great night. Have a safe weekend. And we will see you back here on Monday on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.